I have five rules for planning a successful wedding. Lies. I'm sure there are more, but if I said, I have 76 rules, sit back, I think I would have lost you. Rule number one, no live animals. They eat rings, bite flower girls, and poo everywhere. Rule number two, DIY doesn't mean the wedding party will do it themselves. It means the couple went on Pinterest, and now it's the wedding planner's problem. Rule number three, a nightclub DJ and a wedding DJ are not interchangeable. Rule number four, don't ever find yourself alone with a groomsman. And finally, rule number five, always talk them out of the gazebo. Always. I march down the aisle, thighs burning to keep my heels from sinking into the grass. The carpet arrives in 20, and I'm glad I insisted on it, because the bride would have been tugging her legs out of this like a marsh. My photographer, and favorite ex-step-sibling, a tall Indian woman who gets mistaken for Priyanka Chopra at least twice a day, is lying on her stomach in the middle of the park, camera pointed upward at the gazebo where my assistants have been kidnapped to stand in for the bride and groom. Mar, dear, I say, through a fake smile. Jake already has a job. With a snap of my fingers, Jake, another step-sibling, bolts down the gazebo steps and back to the loading zone, where he's supposed to be directing the vendors. And I gave you Sarah for ten minutes. As her long limbs bring herself to standing, Mar's beautiful face scowls down at me from six inches above my head. Gazebos, Emma? The couple insisted. I know you hate it. Grabbing my arm, she jerks me to her side and turns the camera preview window toward me. Lattice work. Lattice work. I look at the frames as she clicks through them. The ceiling of the gazebo is crisscrossed, and as luck would have it, Today is a radiantly sunny day. There are shadows on Jake and Sarah's faces. Mar leans down to me. They look like... Apple pies. They look like apple pies. I huff, glaring up at the sun. There are clouds in the west, but will they be here on time? What do you have in your car? A bunch of stuff that would look terrible during the actual ceremony. I nod my head, staring at the gazebo. Mar knows to let me think. I shove a hand through my dark hair. Still getting used to the shorter length, even though it's been maybe two years since it ran down between my shoulder blades. In fact, I know exactly how long it's been since I crawled into the salon and begged my hair gal to make me different. I turn to Sarah, who's plopped herself on the gazebo steps. Sarah, as soon as the ceremony starts, you will take Mara's keys and drive her car to the loading zone. You will, discreetly, bring everything she tells you to bring to that big-ass tree, and as soon as they say, I do, you and Mar will set up. We'll pull the minister and the couple and get a few shots that don't resemble baked goods. Sarah, another ex-stepsister, who has absolutely no interest in wedding planning, and it shows, blinks at me sleepily. Who's gonna cue the DJ? I guess I will. I check my watch and lift my brows to Mar. She nods, agreeing. Okay, Mar, 
During the real ceremony, get the kiss, the big moments, but focus on the crying family members. Crying family members are my bread and butter. I leave them at the gazebo and wave down the floral delivery. As the florist's assistant weaves garlands of roses through the chairs, my eyes search for petals that are browning, and I pluck them right out of the buds. The assistant's lips tighten every time I do it, but she knows better than to say something. I step back and look over the venue. We're almost there. I have signage to put up and a sound check to do, but it's coming together. When the carpet is delivered, the gruff man in the truck is unfamiliar. He sweeps a gaze over me and asks if I'm Anna Torres's assistant. When I correct him, he doesn't seem to trust that I'm the kind of person who could place chairs in a straight line, much less coordinate a wedding, but he shrugs and rolls the carpet down the aisle. As I'm observing the DJ play with the sound levels, the Bluetooth in my ear beeps. Yes, I'm that person. And I answer. This is Emma. Um, hi. I don't recognize the voice. You're the wedding planner, right? I am, I say, as cheerfully as possible. Who's this? This is Erica. I'm the groom's cousin. The bridesmaid, who decided to dye her hair green last week. Hi, Erica. Something sounds wrong. Yeah. Eloise has locked herself in the women's lounge. I stopped dead. The other girls didn't want me to call you, but it's been like 45 minutes, and the makeup girl hasn't even started on her. Got it. Thank you, Erica. I'm on my way. I tap my earpiece like a Bond villain and pivot like a dancer making my way to the hotel across the street. The bridal party is stationed in a small downstairs conference hall that the hotel was smart enough to transform into a suite after a trend of downtown weddings took off. I walk straight to the front desk where Bernie, my favorite concierge, is already reaching into the drawer. Emergency, he says. Nothing I can't handle. I beam at him and take the skeleton keys from his outstretched hand. My short legs stride across the lobby and directly into the suite without knocking. Six perfectly coiffed heads snap to me, and Erica pretends to be just as surprised by my arrival. Carmen, the maid of honor, snaps her head up from where she's leaned against the wall outside the bathroom, talking through the door. She looks half relieved to see me, half put out that she couldn't be the savior. But that's my job. I head straight for the locked door. Carmen, everything is going to be fine. Will you make sure the makeup girl is ready for Eloise in five minutes? Carmen blinks at me, but I unlock the door, enter the bathroom, and lock it behind me before she can speak. The bathroom is a 1940s design with Tiffany shades over the sconces and deco tile. A clawfoot tub sits against the far wall, and inside of it is Eloise, soon to be Reynolds white chiffon overflowing the porcelain enameled sides. She doesn't look at me, just stares into space. My heels click on the black and white tiles as I approach, and with a quick look, I confirm she didn't turn on the water. No repeats of the windchill wedding disaster of 22, thankfully. I take out my Bluetooth, toe off my shoes, and step into the tub, sitting across from her. Her lashes flutter as I register in her mind. Then her lip quivers, 
and a squeak escapes her throat. A hand comes up to cover her face as the tears fall. I don't say anything until she's done. She's pressing her palms into her eyes, tipping her head back to keep the new tears at bay. I say softly, what's one thing that you would change that would make this day perfect? One. She bites her lip, staring at the wall. The groom? Ah, well, that I can't help. Not in an immediate fashion, anyway. I nod, as if I understand, as if I'm considering. Patrick Reynolds wasn't my favorite groom. He proposed at a baseball game, jumbotron and all. I can always get a good sense about a couple when I ask about their engagement story. I'm not saying it's a proven method to know if they're going to make it, but the brides with the loveliest engagement stories are the ones I haven't done twice. Do you want to go? I ask her. Sneak out the back? She chokes out a wet laugh. Are you serious? Yeah, we can bounce. Just you and me, or just you and Carmen. When the confusion doesn't leave her face, I say, I mean, I've already been paid, so what do I care if the wedding happens or not? She snorts and runs her hand down her face. What would happen to the vendors? The caterer? The DJ? Non-refundable the day of, I'm afraid. You'll be eating chicken or fish for the next 57 days. Her lip wobbles. Is it weird that I hate the idea of canceling the reception more than canceling the ceremony? Nope. It's pretty standard to be more excited about the party with all your friends than the altar bit. Can I just have the party without the wedding? She mutters, fluffing her dress aimlessly. I smile and let her think. I really hate the idea of going through with this, when I know it will be for nothing. I didn't want to end up like my parents, just making it work until the kids are in college. She sniffs. Is it worse to have a wedding for the fun of it, when you know it's not going to be your last? Wedding? I swallowed tightly. I promised myself I'd stop doing this, stop getting close. It always, always leads to disaster. Eloise had invited me to her bridal shower because I was already too close. But my job is getting her down the aisle. So I take a breath and stop holding back. My mom has been married 16 times. Eloise stares at me, like I just threw her wedding cake onto the ground. How many? Sixteen. My father was number five. I'm her only biological daughter. But Mar, the photographer, she's number nine's daughter. I have upwards of 20 current and ex-step-siblings running around the greater Sacramento area, including my two assistants working today. I can see her mind working counting, doing math. That's horrible. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude about it. It's okay. It was really challenging when I was young to bounce from stepfamily to stepfamily like that. But I eventually met some really cool people. I clear my throat and refocus. I'm only telling you this to say, as much as you want it to be your only wedding, it doesn't have to be. 
My mom has full ceremonies and receptions every time. Only one of those 16 weddings was at City Hall. So, if you plan a different wedding in three years, all these people will still be there for you. No one gets tired of weddings. Trust me. She nods slowly. Is that why you became a wedding planner? I smile. Pretty much. By 18, I knew everything there was to know about weddings. I'd done everything from flower girl to maid of honor to DJ. Eloise laughs. Have you ever been married? No, I say. Ever since I was young, I wasn't interested in it. And before I tell her that I don't even believe in long-term commitments on the day I'm trying to get her to make one, I take a deep breath and shift. So, you have a choice, Eloise. You have the power. You can go out there and have cake, dance, and make a solid attempt at keeping these vows. Or, we can sneak out the back door. I'll send my assistant around to call it off. I reach for her hand and squeeze it. A wedding is not a marriage. Marriages will never be perfect. They're always a work in progress. But weddings? Weddings are just a moment in time, striving to be perfect. Let me make you a perfect moment, Eloise.